and welcome to another episode of Take This Job and Love It, the podcast that helps walk you through the various intricacies of the job search and professional development process. I am your host, Brian Fournette, Senior Associate Director in the Office of Career Strategy at Yale University, and I am joined today by a few of my colleagues and our esteemed guest, uh, Julia. Great. Uh, happy to be here. My name is Julia. I'm another Senior Associate Director in the Office of Career Strategy. I primarily work with undergraduates looking at summer opportunities and post-grad employment. Stephanie? Hi, folks. I'm Stephanie Waite. I'm also a Senior Associate Director at Yale's Office of Career Strategy. Uh, I support students um, across industry areas, and I'm super excited to be here. And our guest, Eli. Welcome, Eli. Hi. Thanks for having me. My name's Eli Westerman. I'm the Communications Manager at Yale Summer Session. I graduated from Yale in 2018 and actually did summer session in some shape, form, or fashion every summer from the end of, from my first year summer until after I've graduated. And now I've done it every um, every year as an as a work, working adult out in the real world. Um, so I I um, work for summer session, basically trying to get the word out to to people about the opportunities we offer, and we let we have um, Yale students who attend summer session and also non Yale non Yale students who attend summer session. Traditionally, we have three um, sort of components of what we do. We have our New Haven courses, we have our online courses, and then we have our abroad courses. Of course, over the past uh, 18 months or so, we've just had a massive kind of reorganization of what we do along with everyone else in the world where um, all of our courses have become part of our online part of our online courses and our um, although some of our broad programs have been converted to online experiences, we aren't sending students overseas um, last summer or this summer. And um, we'll, we normally offer a residential program. Um, we will offer a residential program this summer for Yale students. Um, they can take the, they can live in New Haven while they're taking their courses this summer, although almost all of our courses will be online um, with the exception of a few laboratory classes and a chemistry, chemistry course. Um, so a summer session, we, um, really try to serve try to serve the Yale student body by offering courses um, during the summer for them to um, explore new academic areas to um, fulfill major requirements to get credits in areas that they might want or need them um, and then it's just a great time to um, if you're able to be in New Haven phys- physically it's a great time to experience the Elm City yeah New Haven in the summer is can't be beat. <laughs> No, it really can't. Really can't. I think um, there's like autumn and the leaves, but right, right around that is like June with like all the flowers that are blooming. It's it's really incredible. No, that's right. Awesome. Well, thanks. That's sounds great. Now, why don't you you so you come with this interesting background and depth of experience in this program from very two very different perspectives. Uh, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your takeaway from it. Initially, I, I'm, I'm assuming and hoping you enjoyed it because it certainly stuck with you. I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about that experience, but then also how you've seen the program change over the course of time and what sort of how did we get to where it's currently orchestrated uh, in, you know, one year post pandemic? Sure. Yeah, I think I, I took summer session classes as an undergrad sort of for kind of like the, the four different four different reasons that students might want to participate in summer session. My first summer, I wanted to do an internship. I had an internship, but I also wanted to do a little bit of um, academic stuff in the evening. So I took an online summer course. So this is like ancient times, 2015, when, um, you know, internet was barely around. And there were no online Yale classes 
<laughs> there are no online Yale classes except for Yale Summer Session. We've been offering them since either 2012 or 2013, Yale College courses online. So I took a course online so I could do an internship at the same time. And then I, um, and then the next summer I wanted to do some of the, in, I majored in chemical engineering. So I wanted to do some engineering courses um, because they're pretty intense. So I thought if I could do some of them during the summer, it would be a great, great match. So I did some of the engineering courses over the summer. The next summer, I wanted to be in New Haven to do um, some service work, and so I was able to um, get a job in the summer session residential life staff and do service work at the same time because I, I didn't. You're very much a part-time student at Yale Summer Session, unless you're taking four classes over the summer. So you'll you should have time to do other things. And then after my senior year, when I graduated, I I was one of the directors for a residential program, and I wanted to get a lot of experience managing. We I helped manage a staff of fifty people, and then um, several hundred students who were in residence. I was responsible for the most of all that they were safe, but also that they had an enjoyable experience living in a residential college system. Um, and so I think we really, really do want to bring, like, bring the summer and the with the experiences that students have. Um, we want them to experience, like, a Yale College residential college, um, an academic experience. We just want it to be flavored with the flavor with the summer. So instead of apple picking, you might go strawberry picking, for for example. I guess that'd be comparing apples and strawberries type of way of, type way of looking at it. Um, and so it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Um, interesting this summer, especially with having a residential program with public health guidelines in place, but we're going to, we know the residential colleges did a great job during the school year, um, managing community and giving a Yale experience with all the, all the, um, just upheaval of, of COVID. So I think, um, I'm looking forward to what we'll be able to do this summer with our residential program and then continuing to offer really high quality online courses. Um, we, like I said, we've been doing it since like 2012. Eli, you mentioned something um, that struck me that I just wanted to dive into a little bit. You mentioned some of the intensity about the courses. Um, you know, like you said, uh, chemical engineering courses and, you know, many others are very intensive as they are. And that's even spread out across approximately two and a half months. Now, these summer session courses are within the span of, is it five weeks? Can you talk a little bit more to the intensity of what, uh, what one could expect in a summer session class? Right. Yeah, that's that's a great point. They are we have two five week sessions, so there's ten weeks total of summer session, and each course, almost all of our courses are five weeks each, and you're probably only going to class two to three days a week. So it'll, it's generally a full half day of classes when you are doing that, um, but it is really intense in that sense. Is that a semester's worth of classes? So about twelve to fourteen weeks, I think. Um, including the reading period and breaks are condensed down to five weeks, no finals period, no reading period. You just go straight through in five weeks. So it is more intense in that sense. And that there's like, we don't, we, um, students should not ever miss, miss classes in summer session unless they've got a really pressing, pressing reason to just because if you miss two classes, you might've missed 20%, 20% of the course. So it's really intense from that perspective. But on the other hand, it's also, um, it also, I think, provides more room, more room if you've got several particularly courses that would be intense during the, during the spring or fall semesters. By taking them during the summer, you really don't have to divide your focus. So while you're still spending lots of hours on these courses, your focus is really just on one or two courses at a time. And students, um, 
students don't take more than two courses at a time. So um, I think by really focusing on that one one or two courses, you'll be able you're able to to manage it better and especially manage the workload. And also, I think cultivate the relationship with the faculty member and um, graduate students who are TFing in the course as well. I'm hearing a lot of like really awesome and transferable elements about taking summer summer classes and and granted like I'm you know like I said I'm I'm from the career office so I'm going to come at this with a, a little bit of a, a professional development lens and so you know one of the things that uh we hear from students sometimes is you know well oh I just I had to spend my summer taking classes or you know um uh, I wasn't able to do an internship but I you know took classes and somehow you know students will kind of um, uh, evaluate their summer experiences and, and perhaps because they're talking to a, a career advisor, um, they have a little bit of a, a perhaps a hierarchy that they're putting on these experiences. And, and something that I'm hearing from you, Eli, and in so many different ways is that there are ways of actually utilizing summer session courses or just taking uh, courses and really showcasing the transferability of skills, ability to really focus in on a particular um, area um, to build content knowledge, right? Um, that that's definitely one thing I'm hearing from you. The other thing I'm hearing is, um, you know, when students are doing summer courses, they're oftentimes maybe balancing with something else, and so. Um, those are high, tr- highly transferable skills in showcasing the ability to manage um, multiple projects and tasks over that summer time period. Um, what else would you say are some really key transferable skills that you're seeing and hearing about um, from students, um, you know, really delving into, you know, uh, content material, right? Like certain, like, like developing a um, content knowledge, right, is, is definitely there, but there's some other things that are kind of coming at this too, out of these experiences too. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, I think kind of how I want to kind of approach that is just what you hear people talk about often, especially if they get to stay in New Haven over the summer and participate in the classes. Um, and either whether they're living on campus or living off campus, but kind of in close community with um, attending in-person, in-person classes is people often talk about just how much fun it was to like be a student and it's much less of a hamster wheel than it feels like during the year. Um, although the classes are five weeks, the pace of life is a lot slower because there are not as, there's not a whole ecosystem of extracurricular activities that's built up around the summer like there is in the academic year. Um, there are very few professional, like professional type, type deadlines that happen over the summer. Um, so I think students really feel like they can um, really be steeped in their academics and steeped in what they're learning. Um, I think often they have the sort of Yale experience that they don't always get during the school year because it's so busy, staying at dinner for two hours, just talking, um, going on long walks with friends, um, reading reading for pleasure in the courtyard, that sort of thing. Um, so I think just that's, that's sort of the vibe and the tone of the summer session experience that we want to preserve for students and we want them to have is sort of a um is sort of yale yale but chill is one way one way we put it um and so i think um like 
yeah, from that from that from that standpoint, yeah, definitely the, a lot of the things you mentioned, Stephanie. I agree that students are able to do like um, is particularly balancing the different um, balancing different things. Um, to be a student at Yale, you need to be taking three credits every semester. That's like the bottom, uh, the bottom that you can take. But in summer session, you can take one course, one course at a time. Um, so you have a lot more time. A lot of students will do research while they're doing that. It's a really great pairing if you, especially a pre-medical student, you want to take research, uh, do research while also taking biochemistry, which is a course pre-med pre -med students, um, pre students need, but it's pretty intense. Um, students will often do service fellowships or service internships in New Haven while they're doing summer session courses. I bet that also provides some opportunity for collaboration amongst the students that perhaps they don't get a lot of um, opportunities to engage in that deep of collaboration and community building and, and things of that nature, which we know that, you know, from a professional standpoint, you know, these are some of those transferable skills that they're going to have to develop during their time um, in school so that they can then, you know, learn to engage and collaborate with colleagues um, in a workspace. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're in a workspace, um, you're working with the same group of like in my workspace, I think there are 12 of us. Like it's the same group of same group of people and you work on projects together and kind of same mission and everything. When you're a student during the school year, you might have five different teams, like you're in five different classes. But in the summer, if you're taking one or two classes, that's absolutely right, Stephanie. It is much more like working in like a single cohort as you're working through problem set after problem, problem set, um, spending lots of time together if you all, you're all in a five-week course together. Um, and that that makes me think we have one course in particular um is computer science um s115 it's the yell by Flatiron school web development boot camp um this is a computer uh programming course that was developed in conjunction between the yell computer science department and then the Flatiron school which is a coding boot camp and um headquartered in new york city where it's a 10-week two-credit course but students work together in a cohort um, sort of, sort of full time, almost um, getting getting QR distribution requirement, taking a Yale course, um, getting Yale credits, but also like learning real um, real coding skills, um, and that's something this year that's going to be covered by the co the COVID nineteen credits. So I hope it's something that students will check out if they um, might be interested, and it's open to students of all backgrounds, not just STEM, not just STEM students. Yeah, and I think that's also interesting because one thing that we've been hearing is, um, I think something that Stephanie had said earlier is that students sometimes say, oh, in summer 2020, I just took classes. And that's really um, a, a, an incredible skill to adapt cha uh, changed plans quickly to an un totally unprecedented situation. Students didn't just say, well, well, that's it. You know, I, you know, I'm not doing this internship anymore. I'm not going to do anything. They said, okay, well, if my internship is no longer happening, how can I have a fulfilling summer? How can I stay engaged with Yale? How, you know, the resiliency there is pretty astounding. And so I think that um, when you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of some COVID credits, which are very specific to Yale, but when we're thinking broadly about how does, um, taking courses over the summer, any summer impact the transferable skills. There's so much in there. But when we also look very specifically at the summer of 2020, every employer 
and person will know, oh, what happened in summer 2020? You know, there was, um, you know, a global pandemic. And so should a student, you know, have taken some summer classes during that time, they will go on a student's resume as part of their educational um, section, most likely. Um, they'll be able to talk about how, you know, one may have been disappointed while that something didn't work out, but they shifted their focus. They put all of their effort into this new class and they simultaneously made these great bonds with peers in the course, maybe even more so with professors they may not have taken before. So it has this element of storytelling to it as well to get at the entire character of, of, of an applicant. Yeah. I think about the amount of, um, you know, uh, reshifting and refocusing that everyone pretty much had to do. And then, you know, what I'm hearing a lot from, from graduating seniors, um, uh, who are going on, you know, they're on the job search and they're going on interviews. Employers are asking, you know, how did that work out for you? How did you adapt? Um, what's your level of comfort with video conferencing systems and communicating, you know, not in person? Like, what are your skill? What are all your skills around that? How, what's your level of comfort with that? And for so many of our students, they can say, "Oh, I've actually um, had to, you know, shift my plans very quickly. So I'm I'm flexible. I'm easily adaptable. You know, um, and I'm I've became very familiar with these different platforms and online systems, so that I could, you know, remain connected and engaged." Engaged in my work. So I think you're right, Julia. I think that this is just going to be another point of discussion in the narration for our students um, and for any folks out there that are looking um, for, you know, a new, a new career or a new position within an organization, you know, really showcasing the ability to um, shift your focus and adapt quickly and assimilate to a new environment. Um, I think there's, there's really going to be a lot to be said about how um, how folks were able to uh, switch gears so quickly. Yeah, I had, I had noticed that uh, in my conversations with students, with graduate students and postdocs in particular, there is sometimes a quiet concern about their being their perception of a limitation to this year. And I think as, as you both have, have mentioned, there's this sort of shared universal experience of this very unique year. And it's really difficult for someone to have not done anything that would be seen as an adaptation. And I think, you know, Eli, to the point you had made about some of the ways by which uh, opportunities have made themselves available in this past year, it's, it's really an invitation for a new narrative for these individuals who participate in programs like this. Um, Certainly to Julia's point is, can be used as a, as a very clear example of sort of how, uh, they've made adaptations to conventional experiences, but then there's also just, you know, pre or post pandemic, uh, the opportunity to engage in a new form of learning in a new, uh, environment to experience challenges in a, in a new and unique way. I imagine Eli, to the point you made about it being sort of uh, Yale, but chill, uh, in that the, students are probably able to come away with a lot more of a reflective component of how they would deal with and engage with the stressors of this unique academic experience when they are without um, these other factors. And I imagine that, that is, I, I hope that that has proven to be a positive thus far, uh, looking at you know the t- summer 2020 and looking forward to summer 2021. Right, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think that's def- definitely the, definitely been the case leading into 
after after 2020 and then leading into 21 I think exactly like um Julia and Stephanie were saying it's every everybody was scrambling everybody was adjusting and the fact that students I mean a lot of students did four courses over the summer like um and that's not even talking about like they're doing that from their bed from their bedrooms or from um from the park they're doing it from all over that's it really is remarkable as students um, able to adapt and adjust that quickly and that's and that successfully um, amidst everything going on and we're looking seeing that they're looking forward to doing that again our applications are up up this year over over past years yeah so I, I know we've been kind of talking about like how you know engagement in this kind of experience and taking classes and specifically all summer session classes and what that really feels like um, could support um, students as they're building transferable skills. But I also like to talk about these kinds of things in terms of um, these kinds of things, these kinds of experiences in terms of exploring, right? Like you mentioned the Flatiron program. And for students who maybe have a you know light interest in coding or learning how to code, but otherwise wouldn't have an immediate opportunity to engage in that kind of work or start in a place that feels like it's the appropriate level for them. Um, I think it's really nice to see these opportunities for greater exploration as opposed to seeing it as though you have to tether yourself to a very specific idea in the future and then just work toward that. You can take some time over the summer months to explore by by way of taking different classes and different um you know, uh, exploring classes in different disciplines um, that you other might otherwise might not have a lot of time and space for if you're on a particular track in your educational pursuit for your major. Yeah, I think definitely there's opportunity for that, and I think um, if you talk to if you talk to many people, like um, like five ten years into the workforce, like I I have now, like getting getting out of college and everything, there's just a lot of stuff that's like. Um, unexpected in good ways that comes up just through like taking opportunities and learning and trying to explore and um, opportunities can often tend to just kind of open up when you get outside what you're just what you're comfortable with and I think yeah summer session I think provides opportunity for students to do that academically Um, and then because you can take one course in one session and then um, then you've got July and August to do something else you can go explore some other opportunity Um, so yeah, I think the flexibility of how you can schedule your summer session courses gives you the opportunity to explore. And then also you can just take classes that are really outside your wheelhouse that you want to just, ex- you want to just explore more in a different, different field or different area. That's great. I think, you know, looking at all of this, Eli, do you think there's like, is there an ideal scenario for engaging with Yale summer session? Is it something that a student at any point in their Yale experience should consider? Um, or is there like a, a perfect time? What do you think to that? Typically, I think students tend to do engage more with summer session when they're after their first or second years at Yale. But we have students of every of every class year who take summer session courses, even after they graduate. Some students will be pre will graduate with their degree and are pre med, but they they want to take another course. Um, to help prepare for their med school, med school applications and interviews and that sorts of things. So even after they graduate, a lot of students will take, will participate in the summer session programs abroad in their first, after their first or second years doing their language requirements. Um, 
you kind of you spend a generally spend a few weeks on campus and then a few weeks um in a in a foreign country um doing doing a different language a lot of younger students will do those courses um the language courses um we often we have a residential life program that I alluded to that I worked for. We will often have students after their sophomore or junior year who apply and work for that. It's a really excellent way to gain a lot of um, intangible interpersonal type skills. Um, it's really a lot like being a froco for ten weeks versus an academic year, and we are our residential life staff is usually very well represented among the next year's frocos coming in. So kind of the sorts of skills that a FROCO develops and practices, um, conflict resolution, dealing with people from different backgrounds, um, helping people like count counseling, um, the, our residential life staff develops all that, but they also develop event, event planning and management. Um, and then a lot of logis- a lot of logistical skills, um, through running like residential life, life program. So there's something for people in every phase of Yale. I think it does tend to skew younger, but we always have students like ending their junior and senior year who take courses. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I was, I was, I was assuming we'd get to that answer, but I really like to hear that. That's always good to see. I think that's great to hear that you know, everyone's able to use it in sort of these differing ways and gain something from the experience collectively. Excellent. Um, well, we're going to be wrapping things up in a moment here uh, for this episode, but I wanted you to give us an opportunity, Eli, for those who are listening who might have interest in learning more about the program, how can they move forward, and what does the general chronology look like so they can be aware of this as they move forward? Yeah, I'd, I think if you're interested in the program, definitely check out summer.yale.edu. We will we always update with our um, available programs. There are lots of, there. I mean... We haven't even discussed there's a program that runs during non-COVID years called the Yale Smithsonian program where you go and I think spend a few days like doing research at the Smithsonian. So there's all kinds of stuff on the website that I think you'll find, hopefully find interesting. Um, We're looking forward to in the future once hopefully COVID is in the rearview mirror for going back to our model of offering courses in New Haven and then online and abroad. Like I mentioned, we've been offering online courses for years now. Um, that's only going to increase now um, as more and more faculty are comfortable taking online courses. So we'll strive to um, increase the number of online courses we offer in normal summers, especially courses online courses in the evening. Um, and we will, like we were actually, um, we'll be adding new, new abroad programs hopefully in the future, I think. Um, we were about to launch one we were supposed to launch one last summer that didn't didn't get to launch, but um, we'll, we hope to continue increasing the number of courses and um, courses and programs that we're able to offer and give students that Yale but chill experience. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Eli. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of variety in there. Well, yeah. Happy to have you with us today. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you uh, for listening at home or wherever you may be listening. Uh, the Take This Job and Love It podcast will be back with a new episode soon. And in the meantime, you can investigate more information about Yale Summer Session, as Eli mentioned, at summer.yale.edu. And you can continue to explore some of the concepts we discussed regarding transferable skills on our website, ocs.yale.edu. Lots of great information there. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you soon. Take care.